security to dinner. Amen. <laughs> you know, as he, he was talking about Brother and Mrs. Pitts. Mrs. Pitts, Brother Pitts had open heart surgery. And Mrs. Pitts had planned planning all year long to go to California. See the redwood trees. And he come home, he was uh, rehabbing and getting better every day. And she come in one day and she said, You get in the van, I'm going to California, or you could stay here. And he went with her. But uh, she's a mess, man. She called me all the time. Me and her have the best time on the phone. But it's sort of like my daughter, Cheryl, when she was going with Wendell, uh, Wendell had a heart attack and called Cheryl in the middle of the night and said, Cheryl, I think I'm having a heart attack. And she said, okay, and hung up the phone. <laughs> he drove himself to the hospital <laughs> with a heart attack. And she got up next morning and she said, you know, I think Wendell might be in the hospital. <laughs> and so if you ever want to talk to Cheryl, my daughter, don't call her in the middle of the night and wake her up. You get her to get up and go in the kitchen and get her something to drink, and then you tell her what you want. But, uh, because she don't remember a thing. But she's a mess. Tonight, if you would please, turn your Bible, first of all, two portions of Scripture. Uh, Isaiah 58, I just want to read one verse, verse 8. And then turn over to Exodus chapter 14, and we'll continue our talk there. In uh, Isaiah 58 and verse 8, said, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. Now turn over with me, please. I'll read a little bit in Exodus uh, chapter. 14. What I want to talk to you about tonight is the rear guard. And beginning in verse 13 of Isaiah 14. Now I'm going to read quite a bit, so stay with me, please. In verse 13, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians, whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Speak of the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will hark the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. An angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptian and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, and it gave light by night to these, so that the one cannot, can, came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, 
and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon a dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch, the Lord looked, un- looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of the fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us free from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the sea, that the waters may come again unto, upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand <coughs> excuse me, over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came in the sea after them. There remaineth not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, as we read these great verses of Scripture, the first thing, Lord, we remember, they're your words. They're your recordings of your might and your glory and how you take vengeance upon God's enemies and upon God's people's enemies. You do take care of us. Sometimes we get in doubt, sometimes we get in fear, but you're always there. Help us to remember that tonight before we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank God for the beautiful message contained in this passage, in the passage of Scripture that I want to read as we go forward. When the Israelites left the land of Egypt, they had many hundreds of miles to travel on their long and difficult journey. They didn't know in what direction they were to go. They had no compass. They had no road maps that we have today. They had no guide to lead them from the land of Egypt to the promised land. Much of their journey was in desert and wilderness. But God told Moses to tell the people that in the daytime, I'm going to put a cloud in front of them to guide them. Now, listen now. The cloud will move ahead of my people, God said. Where the cloud goes, you go. Where the cloud stops, you stop. When the cloud moves again, you follow. Your job is to follow that cloud all the time. Now remember, people got blinded and died in the desert sun in the Middle East. But the grace of God, not only is that cloud to lead you, that same cloud will be a cool shade for you also. But you can't see a cloud at night. What then? God said, at night the cloud became a pillar of fire. Now, God's grace again, the desert became cold and dark at night. But God says that same cloud would be your warmth and light at night. 
Now think about it. Two and a half million Jews were led by a cloud in the daytime and a pillar of fire by night. And every one of the Israelites could see them. Now the Israelites come to the Red Sea and Pharaoh and the Egyptian army comes after them. The Red Sea on one side, the Egyptians' army on the other side, and the mountains all around. But thank God there was a cloud that told them where to go. Now suddenly, God moved the cloud. But if they ever needed the cloud, it's now. If they ever needed direction, it's now. They thought God was gone. They thought they had no direction, no light before them. No cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. Don't you imagine, just think about it, don't you imagine their first thought had to be, what have we done to deserve this? But they, had no, not, they hadn't sinned. God was not punishing them for some evil they had committed. Now, what had God done in, in moving from the front to the rear now notice some truths is taught here that I thank God for. Number one, God was as near to them as He ever had been. Think about that for just a minute. I love the words of God. He said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Because He was not in front, though, where He always had been, they thought He was gone. Notice now, although they did not feel His presence, and although they could not see Him, God was still there. Have you ever been where you thought you could not face tomorrow spiritually, emotionally, maybe even physically? Have you ever dreaded getting up in the morning? Uh, maybe you think God has forsaken you. Maybe you think of the cloud or pillar of fire is gone. But think about this. If you're a child of God, He's just as near as He's ever been. I often preach and, te and teach we're not saved by feelings. And I believe that 100%. But I thank God, you don't have to feel it, you have to believe it. Amen? You're saved because you put your trust in Calvary. Now, the same thing is true concerning the presence of God after you're saved. Somebody says, I don't feel close to God today. Now, whether you feel close to God or not, you got to remember Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, where he said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel, and I will never forsake you. I'll always be with you. And he is. He's always there. You ever think of that cloud and put it behind you? God put that cloud removed from in front of you and put it behind you? Number two, there was a purpose in moving the cloud. I believe this, there's a purpose in everything that God does for His people. There's not anything that God does with His people that He don't have a purpose in doing it. And I believe it's for one purpose. You know, I, I believe it all my soul. I was coming to this world to do one thing, glorify God. That's why I'm in this world. That's why you're in this world. Now, that's the main purpose for you being in this world. Now, think about this. There was a purpose in moving the cloud. The Egyptian army on one side, <clears throat> the Red Sea on the other. And what are you going to do? What's the purpose of all this? There was a purpose. But the Israelites did not know what it was. The purpose was God lifted the cloud from before them and brought it behind them, giving them light while 
giving the Egyptians darkness. They groped in darkness trying to find his rights, but they couldn't. God protected them. Now, if you're in the will of God and you have cancer, there's a purpose in it. If you're in the will of God and get in the car wreck, there's a God's will somewhere. God's purpose is working. God makes no mistakes. Sometimes the Lord lets us go through hard times. To, it seems the light is taken from in front of us and moved to the back. And we say, Lord, why? We don't always know why. But notice the reason here was that the Egyptian army could not uh, pursue them anymore. They couldn't even see how to pursue them. God had a purpose in moving. Mark this. The Lord was standing behind them. In verse uh, chapter uh, 14 and verse 19, the Lord wasn't far off. He stood there. Sometimes I believe the Lord has to hide from us. I remember one time as a boy about six years old, and my daddy left me, and for a few minutes he left me to go in the store, and I fell asleep, and I never will forget how afraid I was when I woke up and daddy wasn't there, but he came back. Amen. And I think about this a lot. The Lord wants us to stay close to Him all the time. But we won't stay close. Then the Lord says, I'm going to hide myself from you for a while. Then we say, Lord, where are you? Then the Lord says, My eyes upon you all the time. My eyes see you. He hides Himself so we can stay close to the Lord. Yet the Lord knows Every heartache, every pain, every burden, he's still in the rear. He's still there. They could, number four, they could see the Lord by simply turning around. Where was the cloud? Where was the fire? They thought they were forsaken by God. But all they had to do was turn around. The Lord was right there. Sometimes when it gets the darkest, we can't see the way. We need to turn around and see what God did yesterday. And the years pass, have gone by, and God's blessing to us. You know what gets me, keeps me going in hard times? I turn around and see what God's done for me in the past. And you got to remember something. God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, forever. Amen? He don't change. And so I know if He could took care of me yesterday, if He took care of me ten years ago, if He took care of me in a heartache and a hard time back then, He can still do it today. Amen? Now, if you look back, you can see the way then. If we could see the way, maybe we wouldn't go forward. Number five. I believe if we could see the future sometimes, we wouldn't want to go. Now, one of the reasons I believe God took the pillar of cloud one by day and the pillar of fire by night from in front and placed it in the rear while so the Jews could not see what was ahead. If they had seen that great red sea standing in front of them, they probably wouldn't have went any further. They'd have stopped right there. And I believe sometimes we're going through life and we can't see what's going on and we can't see what's in front of us on our children and that's the best thing in the world could happen to you. Amen? I don't want to know the future. I really don't. I'd rather leave it in the hands of God. I want to just serve Him day by day, keep on going. Because, think about it, if I got a cancer-ridden body, if I got a cancer-ridden body, and I'm, I'm going to die in two years, I don't want to know about it. I really don't. 
If a doctor come in to me and, and said, Sir, you got you're gonna die, how long you wanna know how long you're gonna live or how long I think no, I don't care about that. Because you're not in charge. Amen. Now I believe that. And that's the way I want to live. I want to trust God. When you can't see where to go, the Lord tells us to go forward. There's no such thing as a Christian retreating. Don't quit. Don't give up. God can't use a quitter. God uses people who keep going forward. When the cloud is there and when the cloud is gone, just keep on going anyhow. God didn't want them to look at their enemies. God put a cloud between Israel and their enemies. Now, think about this. If we looked at all the enemies we have as Christians, we quit serving the Lord. But we must take God at His promise. And you know what got me thinking about all this today? Brother Gaines had come this morning. He leaving church this morning. He said, you going to have services tonight? I said, yeah. We have night service on Sunday night. We still have service on Wednesday night. Not many comes as they do on Sunday morning, but we still had it. He said, you're the only one around here that's doing it. Yeah, we could say that. We could say, well, we're going to start. Then. I quit then. I give up. If anybody's going to serve the Lord but us, I quit. I'll never quit. As long as i got strength to keep on preaching and keep on coming, I'll be right here still doing it. Now, you, you think about this for just a moment. I am glad, and I mean this in my heart, because in the last two weeks, I haven't been able to sleep good worrying about Biden being in the White House and what else went with Trump and what's going on with the uh, Democrats and what's going on with the Republicans. And let me tell you something, the Republicans right now is as bad as the Democrats. And it's a mess up there in Washington and what's going on, and you can worry yourself to death about what's going on or what might happen in the next few days. But you know where I woke up the other morning? I, I, I woke up, and I walked in there to my table, and I said, I said, you know what? God's still in charge. God's still in charge, and you've got to have faith in God. And God can work out just because I can't see what's going to happen. And just because I, my mind runs wild and thinks of all the bad things that can happen, God's still in charge, and He will take care of His people. He will do it. Now, although a lot of church doors are being closed, and although I've never seen the devil fight so much in closing churches in my life, can you imagine? Why, 40 years ago, or 50 years ago, I could, I could never have thought that they would let bars be open and churches closed. And it would be a law. But it's so now. Amen? And it looks like dark days. It looks like hard times coming for churches and Christians to live the Christian life in this world. But i got news for you. God's right there. He ain't going nowhere. He's, right, he's holding our backs. Amen? Now think about this. We must take God at His promise. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Amen? Listen. Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I read that one day. I, I don't know how many times I read that. And then one day it hit me according to His riches. 
not what I got in the bank or how good the bank is or some lawyer is, but he said, I will supply all your need according to his riches. And somebody said, well, he owned the cattle of the thousand hills. He owned the hills too, folks. Amen. Everything that there is, God owns it. And he said, I'll take care of you. Listen to this. Hebrews 13.5 I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Matthew 28.20 Lo, I am with thee always, even to the end of the world. Amen. In other words, don't look at the enemy. Look at God's promises then. If God promises you something, the Bible says He cannot lie. He'll keep His promise. Amen. God kept the enemy from seeing the Israelites. And Isaiah 54, verse 17, God's pillar of cloud is between us and our enemy. Aren't you glad you got somebody running in front of you? And you got somebody taking care of your back all the time? He runs before you got enemies out there in the world, and you always got somebody fighting for you. You always I noticed something that you know I've always said the cloud before them and the cloud behind the pillar of fire. The Bible says that was an angel. The angel's in that fire. The angel's in that cloud. And there's no greater power in all the world than some of those angels that God gives the power to take care of you. I know one thing. I know I got an angel to take care of me. I really do. I've seen him do it so many times. I've been riding down the road and and just uh, just almost run into something and just something told me. I got one of these new cars. Man, I love my car. That, that Lexus, I got a new one. Did you know that that thing will put its own brakes on? I mean, bam! The other day I cranked that thing up and I got in a hurry to go get me something in the store. Headed out the garage and the garage door was closed. It would not move. And I turned around and I said, Thank you, Lexus. Amen. Save my garage door. Amen. And you think about that sometime and, and how, how wonderful it is to have somebody watching over you all the time in front of you and in back of you and He does not leave you. He watches over you. Amen. And then number nine, the cloud returned to the front of the camp. When you get over on the winning side, you can see the cloud in front again. Notice your rear reward. Isaiah 58, verse 8 says he's always been there. He don't be. Amen. I'm glad that I got a God that I can trust to take care of me. And I have no reason to fear. The mind is a strange thing. It can imagine some of the greatest things. I guess what made it real to me was a person came to me one time they was complaining about their friend, across, supposed to be their friend, across town. And they said, they're always talking about me and always running me down. And all they do is sit over there and, and talk about me and run me down all the time. And I looked at that person and I said, you know, it would surprise you how little, if you knew, that they even think about you. And it's the truth. Yet our mind goes wild and thinks of all the bad things that somebody's saying about you, all the bad things somebody's doing about you. Probably ain't even so. Amen. And all I can do is say, Lord, you take care of it. And He will. He watches my back and He watches my front. And He guides and leads me. 
we had a friend of ours. We went, we flew from here to New Mexico and rented a car and spent 18 days going all across the United States. I never enjoyed anything I guess anymore and just seeing this great country of ours and beautiful country we do have. If I had somebody said, I'd go to, uh, you know, Europe. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to London. I want to go. I don't want to go to the United States. And man, we got one of the most beautiful countries in the world, and some of the beautifulest sights you've ever seen. And we travel all, and we come back home, and we sit and talk to these friends. Weren't y'all afraid that you would get lost out there? You never been out there, and I said, for crying out loud, I got a map. Amen. And I can read. And, and you know something else? We got we got a friend of ours lives on the same lake with us. The lake is round, mostly round. And the canal comes into our place and goes by our place down to his place down the canal. He bought him a pontoon boat. Went out there one night and it got dark on him. And you know, he spent two hours out there going around and around and around. And I kept hearing his motor run. I said... He's going to run out of gas if he don't come in pretty soon. And I turned on a big light. I got out there by my dock and he saw the light and came on in. He come in scared to death. He'd been out there on that lake all night and for two hours, I mean, lost and couldn't find his way back in. I said, let me tell you something. The sun comes up over there and the sun sets over there. And think about this. If the sun goes down, if you're going around a round lake, all you got to do is get at the edge of it and keep going until you find an opening and go down it. Amen? That's all you got to do. And yet, scared to death for that few minutes, it frightened him. That's exactly the way we get it. Just because we get frightened for a second or a few minutes, we only think God ain't taking care of us. Well, He is. He ain't going nowhere. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful we got a great God and one that loves us and takes care of us. And Lord, so many times You demonstrated to the children of Israel, I'm Your God. I'll take care of You. I'll fight Your battles. And I haven't lost a battle yet. And Father, that's the truth. Help us, dear God, to go through this life and the battles that we face because we know we're going to be the winner. But sometimes our faith dwindles and we need more faith. So, Father, I pray for this one thing tonight. Increase our faith in You. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 250. Page 250.